Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, right, Albie. Mm-hmm. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. How are you? You look very pretty today. We barely saw each other today. I know. Passing in the night. Barely saw each other today. All right. So where shall we start? Okay, I'm going to start. Um, let me start. This is probably not where the heat is, but you're probably more calibrated to where the heat is. But I'm going to start right over um, right over here. And just because I need to. I thought I was a little rough on them. People who cut the line last night, Alice. Okay. With the, they needed to dig a ditch and then be shot. <laughs> that part? Yes. That You felt maybe that was a little extreme. So I'm going to go over here to the CNN package on debt forgiveness, and I'm going to try to hold my stuff together. <laughs> Did you send this to us originally? Yes. Okay. It may take a little longer, but Cody Hunanian is still expecting a third of his student loan to be forgiven. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. First of all, F you, Cody Hunanian. <laughs> it's a light at the end of the tunnel because I've been picked out as one of the special Americans who gets debt for forgiveness. How do you... This, and this guy's obviously a millennial. You are... If you're a man and you're saying, I need a light at the end of the tunnel for your debt relief, you are a... You are an absolute pansy if you're a man and you're saying that. I mean that is so it is so like weak to me. I'm from I am from a wretched generation as well. Mhm. But how do you have any self-respect? Cody Hunanian, it's a light at the end of the tunnel that my that I'm going to get my debt relief taken care of. This total man itch bay. It's incredible. He's referring to President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program that would cover $10,000 of his student debt. Because while he's been out of college for nine years... (laughs) 
He's been out of college for nine years and he has $30,000 in debt and we're supposed to like feel terrible for it. How do you still... I, whatever. It's fine. Cody Hunanian, light at the end of the tunnel guy, pay down your $30,000 of debt with some of the money you're making from the college you got that you now right. want to make us all pay for. Your college was so crappy and so sucky, Cody Hunanian. That you can't pay off 30 grand in debt. Right, but you still want it paid off, but now by me instead. Right. I Can didn't I get Cody you? Hunanian's degrees. Can I tell or you the, who- I didn't get to go to the frat parties he got to go to or hook up with the sorority girls he Cody Hunanian did. But I'm paying for him to have done that now. Can I tell you who would be able to pay their own way out of $30,000 of debt? Somebody who went to- evoke and became a plumber or an electrician or a carpenter or any other job that was thirty thousand dollars is not a lot of money i know that's what i'm saying like i don't know what he's doing as his career well you're gonna right know now. you're gonna know very oh, shortly okay. alice okay you're gonna know very shortly all right let's go hit me i'm very <laughs> displeased with cody hunanian okay very he still owes thirty thousand dollars I recently married. Me and my wife are going to be thinking about purchasing a home. Well, don't us, don't let us get in the way of your home purchase, Cody Hunanian. My goodness, can you imagine the entitlement? Mm-hmm. I'm recently married, so I mean, I want all the stuff that comes with being the married stuff. And and I was ten years ago. He wanted all the stuff that comes with college, and he got it. Mm-hmm. Also, but that's just on out us. of curiosity. Now, hold on, hold on. Do we have to pay for the wedding, too? Or well, we that to... was going to be my next question, is how much he spent on his wedding, because right. most people now spend, I think the average is well over $30,000 So Cody Hunanian and neither he nor Mrs. Hunanian can manage to pay what they rightfully owe? Nope. They can't make a payment. Can't do it. Can't do it. They also haven't By the way, to pay in like two years. By the way, who the freak is marrying that deadbeat loser? <laughs> I'm looking for a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, you know what the, the the key to that is in the way the the system goes is is that you build your own light at the end of the tunnel. Right. You get yourself there. I'm just waiting in President Biden's debt relief. You disgraceful POS. That's the guy the person who's carrying the tray at your expensive wedding, they're paying for your college. Right. I am Alice. We're now back on that field with shovels. And men with rifles. But the people who cut in line now get a pass? No. Because you need Cody to be in there first. Cody is back in the field with us. So it's all of a sudden kind of right in front of me again because I'm thinking about the kind of debt I have. It's all of a sudden? It's been nine years. (laughs) It's all of a sudden kind of right in front of me again. Well, it's been nine years, but he hasn't had to pay for the last two. Right. Because in 2007, guess what was all all of a sudden right in front of him every day? A college professor? College, exactly. (laughs) All the fun was all of a sudden right in front of him every day. But he is so inept that Tom Shattuck, who didn't get to go to college, I now get to pay for college, though. Because Cody Hunanian is stressed out and wants the light at the end of the tunnel. We need to get you your Harvard Dad t-shirt. Yeah, no Get me that. Who came up with that? That couldn't have been asked. Was it really? That's smart. You're way behind on t-shirts, my friend. Okay. Jeez. And I need to finance my future and get a home. Wait. So, you, but you do? Do, does he know how big a down payment is for a house? Because I don't understand where he's going to get a down payment for a house if he can't pay off $30,000 in debt. Yeah, but also, Alice, 
What kind of man is saying, well, I need to get a down payment for a... That's your fucking problem. <laughs> I need to get a down payment for... Oh, you know what? I need to pay off my white car with the donut that has one windshield wiper. I need to do it, everybody. In other words, cough it up. I need a light at the end of the tunnel. We did pay off your donut. Me and I, car, yes, it way. is paid off. I, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it got paid off. You know how it got paid off? We made payments on it until it, right. and, until and, they stopped and, sending and, you know, us the bills. And, 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 and what, in what form was that debt that we owed right in front of us? Uh, just about for me every month. Uh, a phone call, Correct. usually. <laughs> I would get a call from the Lawrence because Cooperative. They didn't allow us to pay online, so guy I don't... named Don who would say, "I need you to make a payment, Tom. I need you to I make a payment." I don't really put up with places that don't allow online payments because I'm a millennial. Well, uh, I don't understand how I but... have how that was allowed to be right in front of me, so up close. Yeah, just suddenly... it was a big stressor. And actually, the car is actually used for things like commerce and delivering kids' places, whatever. It's useful. But while the administration was expected to start granting loan discharges as early as Sunday, a federal appeals court put a temporary administrative hold on the program, a move being argued in and out. I can just imagine the assignment desk, like, phoning down to the producer who's at Cody's house and say, can you get three more minutes of Cody being a bitch, please? please?" (laughs) The courtroom. USC economics professor Robert Deagle says that while all his students support the program, he asked them to consider different perspectives. Relative to defense spending and the overall government budget, um, the annual cost is, is not huge. But it, there is, um, it's going to be a burden on current taxpayers. He also says if the goal is to help low-income families, the government should instead invest in, say, early childhood education. So this actual professor, CNN hates to do it, but he actually gets to what should be the lead of this whole thing mm-hmm. eventually. As an economist, Deagle says he thinks short-term loan forgiveness will only make inflation worse. But as a professor, he believes long-term, this will make the U.S. more competitive. We need people with skills and um, the way to get it. Do you think it's smart or dumb for the professor to be plugging, promoting a... More student loans. Exactly, for his Well, of college. course, yes. how does the professor get paid? <laughs> right, but... And, he... But it's a little bit rich of him to say that we need people with skills to make our economy stronger when he's graduating morons like Cody. Exactly. <laughs> We've all met Cody Hunidian at this point. Skills. It is in higher education. And it's that education that Hunanian says got him to where he is today. Else? Now the executive director of the Student Debt Crisis Center. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer to what is Cody Hunanian doing? <laughs> Cody Hunanian is out trying to get money for Cody Hunanian. He works. For some reason, the Student Desk Crisis Center doesn't pay all that much. <laughs> but that's what he's choosing what to do. What is his degree so in? Does he say it anymore? I don't know. Cody Hunanian. But that's what he is. He's working in this activist group as uh, some kind of school justice movement uh, guy. Cody Hunanian is. But he wants to be able to do that and feel good about that because he's really making a difference, which he's not, of course. But at the same time, while he gets to go have fun, he wants you to pay his bills for him. And you have to do that because they keep being right in front of him, which is stressing for him. And he's trying to get married and buy a house. That's on (laughs) us now because I have a fourth son named Cody now who's in his uh, late in mid 30s. 
a nonprofit focused on ending the Hey, um, just one second. Hey, face. How about you get another job? Okay, and we'll we we let's stray a little bit from your nonprofit focused on student debt relief. I also and have think you it's get sort a of GD embarrassing. Job. I also think it's sort Alex, of embarrassing Alex, when people do nonprofits make, are, where they're on, the recipient of the me, money for yes, the nonprofit. Yes. <laughs> like I find that a little do bit it, awkward. If, if, but any, if you're gonna do it, do it right, like the ladies who Patrice colors, like the like the. Uh, Black Lives Matter people and steal money by the hundreds of millions. Do it the right way. There's a way to grift. This guy sucks at being a grifter. I mean, this guy just took... How can a woman How can a woman say to herself, you know what? I want to have my future with that man and I want that... I want the offspring of that man. Because he... <laughs> how could she want to procreate with that? Because he's nothing but a net debit on the world. Nothing. You know the thing where George Bailey, the person says, you'd be worth more dead than alive, George. Well, and it wasn't true. But it is true with Cody Hunini. <sighs> that would be a very different version of It's a Wonderful I've seen Life. I've seen the video. Yeah, it should end <laughs> 10 minutes in. He goes off the river. There's no clearance. Um, I'm looking at the, I'm seeing the video now. And I nobody told me that I have uh, Richard Simmons' Afro. <laughs> Which is excellent. That's exactly what I was hoping for at this point in my life. Let's go back to Cody Hunanian. Morgan likes your hair. He's always complimenting it. Okay, here we go. Student debt crisis. For me, the only way to open the door was to take on student loan debt. You no, no. He's acting as if he's achieved something. You had, Cody, you exploded on the tarmac, and the rest of us now are doing cleanup for you. For me, <laughs> the only way to open the door, you didn't open the door. You didn't open the door. Even though it's created really unnecessary challenges and, you know, we've had to be stressed and all of that, but. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know what it is? Uh-huh. Any kid named Cody's a little a-hole millennial. The whole Cody era, little a-hole era. Totally. To be fair, people graduate, well, he probably is, this Cody probably is a millennial, but I think there's. Cody's we didn't that have are Gen Cody's. Z too. No, but Gen when Z, I was a kid, people let me tell you make something. this mistake a lot, and it bothers me because millennials are all like in their thirties and forties now. People who are you know like who twenty James are dating, Gen Z. Dating, dating Alice, not a Cody. Who's she dating? A Mike. Yep, done. Mike. <laughs> it's perfectly ordinary. That that means that when the mother of Mike said, I think he's going to be the most special boy in the world. Let's name him Cody. Mike's dad said, nope, Mike. <laughs> That's it. That's it. If he's going to be special, he's going to find a way to be special. It's not. We're not going to give him a special name to make him special. He's just simply Mike. And so he's got to go out and make Mike uh, mean something. Make Mike... Uh, make Mike, uh, you know, make... As people with a kid named Cyril, I don't think we should necessarily, like, go after other people's names. We pick two vanilla names, too, Alice. Have you get, okay. You know? Um, let me tell you one thing. In fairness, I didn't think the name Cyril was weird. I knew a guy named Cyril. I thought I it was knew, a cool name. I've read books with Cyril. Why Cyril's are we on the them? defense here? We're on the offense, Alice. Well, I just... I think it was... People found Cody. it more difficult than I anticipated because I, I just never was hire familiar a Cody. with the I would the know that in a second. It's like uh, you have a you have to uh, you have an appointment as another kid who's got an interview today. His name is Cody. It's like I don't. We don't, we don't have to <laughs> My future is brighter, nonetheless. Now, brighter? What do you mean? It can't be darker, Cody. <laughs> You're at zero. 
You've done nothing. You are nothing. Your attitude, future is brighter. Well, I guess in the sense in the sense that eventually you'll die. I guess that's brighter for all of us. Here's Cyril, as a matter of fact. Hi, Cyril. Hi. Is he not talking to us? I guess not. Oh, he's not only waiting for his loan forgiveness. He's waiting for his loan. So Cody, by the way, is not going to be paying anything. So, and let me just um, let me just ask one more question here about mm-hmm. Cody. Uh, do we think that? If somehow the courts screw up and this ten thousand dollars of debt forgiveness is allowed to go through, and he gets his ten thousand dollars, is the student debt crisis gonna center gonna close up shop <laughs> since they will have achieved what they wanted, or is it gonna turn out that there's actually a lot more work to be done in the student debt crisis? I liked it on his LinkedIn. It says Cody Huninian is executive director at the student debt crisis center. Yeah, Cody Hinanian is a dude in a room. He can be the executive director all he wants. There is no director's meeting or all staff meeting. Cody Hinanian <laughs> should just be renamed the "Give Me Some of Your Money" crisis center. My name is Cody, and my mother thought I was really special, and I believe. I her. mean, I guess it seems a little more special than just making a GoFundMe. Cody like- Hinanian, executive director at Student Debt Crisis Center. DebtCrisis.org. Sometimes well, author. How many employees do they have on listen LinkedIn? Listen to this, Alice. Sometimes. Oh, that's a great point. Sometimes author at The Nation in Fortune magazine. Forty under forty. <laughs> forty under forty. Who's forty under forty though? He the says, Nation's forty this, under forty. I guess so. He says, "This guy, forty under forty. This guy is the very definition of a loser." Right. It says, "Ask about my favorite Beatles song." This is what makes me want to punch him in the head. Ask about my behavior. Guess what, Cody? That's not clever. Either is the Student Debt Crisis Center, debtcrisis.org. There is nothing about you that is anything but sucky. So, uh, do they have more employees on LinkedIn? Oh, let me see. I was on the Twitter page. I want. I'm feeling violent behaviors, Alice. I'm sorry about that. Ooh, a lot of pushback against our uh, yesterday's episode, Alice, and the entire mixed reviews. Fair reviews. Yesterday, I thought it was a great show. I, thought, I, mean, I don't think you know. I don't go around saying most shows were great, but I, I thought that we hit a lot of good stuff. It was it was nice. Raw. I mean, you were ticked off and mildly unprofessional, <laughs> but I was good. Uh, okay, Cody Hunanian, executive director, Cuden Student Death Crisis Center. Uh, okay, student. So here we go. SDCC, the Student Debt Crisis Center. View all six employees. There's six employees there. Oh, they've all got masks on. Are they all executives? Let me see. Or do they have, like, staff? Oh, it wants me to sign in? Just let me in. I'm going to continue with Alice, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Just let me in. Freaking LinkedIn. I go to LinkedIn once a year. Just let me in now, please. Tom Shattuck, that is not... This is becoming a problem. I'm sorry. Just let me into the account. Maybe I can get there. The SDCC. People. Uh, let's see. Bauer Outreach Coordinator. President at College Zone. There's one. Bauer, Brian Schepter. Director of Borrower Outreach. Executive Director. Borrower Outreach Coordinator. 
So, yeah, they seem to all have officers. They don't appear to have, like, a staff. So, <clears throat> But, you know, this whole thing is so insane that Biden just decreed this and we're supposed to... And it costs billions and billions of dollars. Like, this is not a small amount of money that this costs. The idea that the president can just spend that amount of money by forgiving debt just unilaterally is completely insane. Hopefully the courts throw this out soon and hopefully Biden gets impeached for this once Republicans mm-hmm. take control of Congress again because it's absolutely nuts from a policy perspective. And like, you know, Morgan pointed out in the chat, and this is true, I did send us this audio. Did you see this stuff about Biden's, like, fantasy land of how student debt relief, quote, got passed? Uh, no, let me see. It's a little up in our thread, like, right above Ted Cruz on The View. Put it in the car. Ooh. Um, oh, no, it's a man. What? Damn it. In our, in our thing. You put the trans person yep, up there. Yeah, you were just tricked. Yeah. Damn it. Wish it wasn't so effective. <laughs> I stand with Buckley Carlson. <laughs> Uh, can you just go to Biden? I don't think, I think it's below Buckley Carlson in the thread. Uh, Yale, Harvard, totally captured the media there, apart from Tom Shadow. Oh, there's Biden, okay, that really, okay, Jake Schneider. Okay, give me a second. So, yeah, because Biden is obviously like, I mean, we talked about this a little yesterday too, but he's, uh, very, um... He's very not lucid. Like, how to put this? Like, I don't think he's running again in 2024. Although that would be incredible if they did run him again in 2024. The other piece what we're trying to do is, you probably are aware, I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues, who are the same people who got PPP loans during the for up to close, to, in some cases, up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided... Pretty damn cynical stuff, but yeah, they got the they talking point. they got them point. to pay their employees when you wouldn't let their businesses They didn't be mind open. getting tax refunds, but they don't want us to give away college. Uh-huh. They didn't mind, uh, what's it called, like the mortgage tax deduction. Like, okay, but, it, you know, this is obviously a slightly different scenario. What for is, if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand. I mean, excuse me. Uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get ten thousand written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. And already, a total of I think it's now thirteen million people have applied for that service. Is now, that, if he's saying that, it, I got it passed by a vote or two, implies legislation. Yes, he's saying he said at the beginning that it's a law that he got passed that he signed it. <laughs> so he has a whole like paragraph. It's not just like oh the law about the student debt really he in passing or something. He actually like has this whole fake scenario in his mind where a law got passed by a vote or two, and I mean it's not out of context. This is like actually what he said. So I mean it. The question is, like, so there's some people on Twitter who's like, oh, he's confabulating a little bit. Like, they're trying to, like, make excuses for oh. him. But he's actually just How either... I never heard that Trump was confabulating? He's actually just either lying, which he's done his entire political career and comes really naturally to him, or he 
doesn't know how student debt relief happened, which is also plausible to me. So that's kind of a problem. I don't know. I I really, I really question if he's going to run in 2024. However, I wouldn't put it past like Ron Klain and Jill Biden to shove him into it. Would you? Uh, shove him into one again? Yeah. That's what you hear. I mean, I can't believe I can't believe people around him haven't done something yet about this whole situation with him. But it seems incredible. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, uh, there continue to be incredible, incredible polls for Republicans right now. So this is in New Hampshire Senate. A poll just came out that mm-hmm. shows Maggie Hassan up by one point, 48 to 47. And now Don Bolduc. Bolduc is the guy who got Schumer money, right? Yeah. He got funded yeah. by the DCCC to over a more moderate Republican he's, so that. It's, he's one, and now you've got you've got people like, did we, we played Capehart last night. We did, right? Mm-hmm. They're Kate so Hart, scared. Who's so scared because. Election deniers. Right. Well, Don Bolduc is one of those guys. Who the Democrats right. funded, and how now beautiful. if he if he wins that race, how beautiful! I mean, that's I'm all for it. I'm for it. Give me the. I don't care if all the Republicans who win because they got Democratic money all had antlers on on January 6th. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I if that race is that close, they're going to lose a bunch of other races too. I mm-hmm. think uh, I was looking at the numbers. I think they're probably going to end up with around like 54 seats at this point in time. There was also, and, and like, I think we're still not seeing the full extent here. So another state to watch is Florida with Ron DeSantis in it, because that's obviously going to be really important in 2024 for that election. And the polling out of Florida is absolutely bonkers right now, like completely nuts. So there was just this is an NBC Telemundo poll. So this is not like a Rasmussen, a Fox News poll or a Trafalgar Group poll that everybody's been yelling about recently. According to a new NBC Telemundo poll, DeSantis leads by seven among Hispanics in Florida. He lost Hispanics by 10 in 2018. Last time he won. Yeah. He's winning 72% of Cubans. He's up 22 points with Hispanic independence. He's got gains with Puerto Ricans, is winning non-Cuban Latin American voters by 10, and 50% of Hispanic voters in Florida favor the migrant relocations that he did that caused the Mm -hmm. Biden administration to change their policy on the Venezuelan migrants. There are people saying that he could win Miami-Dade County right now because the Hispanic shift is so huge in Florida at this moment in time, which would be unheard of if so he's going to blow out charlie christ in november oh i mean Jesus. like i don't Charlie christ christ is uh is cody hunanian <laughs> i mean yeah i so they have a debate tonight i think too <clears throat> which i'm kind of intrigued to see some cuts come out from there because it's the fact that he's up so much in that state right now, and in particular the gains he's made with Hispanic voters after, like, they all hyperventilated and were, like, saying that the migrant flights were going to, that's really going to cost him. There are a lot of Venezuelans in Florida, blah, 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 blah. But now it turns out they're all saying that, um, that actually this is all just because Latinos have too much proximity to whiteness, of course. So, um, sorry, Latinos. You stepped a foul of yeah, the so progressives, like, so you are all now guilty Jamal now. Hell was all over You had over the chance to be too. Latinx, you didn't take it, you decided to be Americans, and 
The left is mad. So, now. like this uh, political guy, Chris Evans, not like the actor Chris Evans. <laughs> Ron DeSantis is so popular among Florida Latinos, he may win Miami Dade, something a Republican governor has not done in 20 years. And Jamel Hill tweeted, That proximity to whiteness is a real thing. Also reminds me of an adage I heard a long time ago about how the oppressed begin to take on traits of the oppressor. I am very surprised she had a take that included racism this mm-hmm. time. It's yep. weird for her. She's a very talented person. Very talented person. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She is actually, yep. she is actually Cody Hunanian when you have a, a, an identity that's especially in vogue. Mm-hmm. And she's also useless, but he's a millionaire. Yeah. He's so- useless and is a thousandaire. <laughs> I am also a thousand there. No, I'm not actually. <laughs> uh, by the way, my, my our debt on this house, which is like six hundred thousand dollars, is very upfront and right there continuously for me. No, for more it's than very five problematic. years. Yeah, I'm wondering when somebody's going to do something about it. And supposedly Brady's texting with DeSantis too. There I saw that. Rumors uh, I mean, you that, don't want this version of Brady. It's, he seems to he's be a little odd. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, he's not great, good looking anymore. You know, I like mm. my QB. He's good looking. I don't know. Should I play this Crowder audio or no? Um, well, it's just another one of it's just another one of this chick's stupid TikToks. Chick, I don't know this dude's stupid TikToks where uh, the guy that Biden had to the White House to explain yes. to him about girlhood. Hot girl summer, hot girl summer. Day seventy-five of being. A- That's a dude in a right there was a dude in a bathing suit. Supposedly twenty-five. I've been carrying around tampons and pads for the past two months, but I've <laughs> actually never actually opened used. one up. So let's do it. Guys, I thought the letters stood for small, medium, and large based on the size of your Barbie pouch. <laughs> crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't all look the time. Like little Barbie pockets, <laughs> and penis. we all just normalize women having bulges sometimes. Normalize the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. The only time it might be appropriate to say normalize okay, the bulge. Okay, you can stop is there. If- That's fine. Because what I really wanted to get to was to ask you if you've ever heard a, quote, biological woman, or really any other woman besides this guy, refer to his private parts as a Barbie pouch. Have you ever heard a woman refer to her private parts that way? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, are we fetishizing a little bit, do we think? Yes, <laughs> I, mean, I would say so. This sick person, Biden, had this person in the White House to talk to him about girlhood and how he's discriminated against for being trans. Did Biden sniff his hair? 
Let me hear what Crowder has to say. If you're speaking to a bunch of women who've grown up next to a radiation plant. Look, take away the, 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 the trans identity thing. If, if a person had made videos like that, I'd be like, yeah, you're on a watch list for not coming to the White House or anywhere near where the president is ever going to be. If Trump Short said instead of I grab him by the, you know, mm-hmm. if he would have said I like to grab him by the Barbie pouch, he wouldn't have been president. No. That's, how- That's great. I do, Don, I do... Uh, I am subscribed to Crowder. I haven't listened in a little bit, though. I, I used to. I liked it when he had his lawyer on. A little bit more. That's neither here nor there for anybody, I guess. Uh, all right, where to now? The crew. The um, the, the um the yeah. View? Let's hear Cruz. The uh the one that's further down. Well, first they had to they had to bleep part of the show because a member of the crowd was swearing at him. Oh, oh Ted Cruz. Yeah. Okay. Um... And then they also, and then he uh. He had a conversation with them about election denial. Oh, this denial, is Cruz on The is, View? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to... Oh, wow, that's great. Try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said, Trump but stole the election. You who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was that's illegitimate, right. and, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate did, did when Republicans she, did, win, the, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change what... Did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and and police cars were being firebombed? Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. You just accused us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said, we sitting here and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate yes, for, for Republicans her it was. to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Okay. Look. As did Stacey Abrams. All right. She, she, she sat there while, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn says in. says Trump is an illegitimate Two president. Hillary Clinton right. says the it's election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was oh, selected, not elected. Paperwork. Joe Biden, <laughs> Al Gore was, was elected president. So Joe Biden yeah. claims George W. Bush is illegitimate. Shut up, Anna. That is... Show <laughs> single-handedly Ted wiping Cruz out double the IQ out, on the show. That just show by is wiping out in. feminism <laughs> itself. These are many dumbs, <laughs> and they should not have a guy like Ted Cruz on there. I'm not. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing. If they had Ann Coulter on there, they'd all oh, be yeah. destroyed intellectually as well. Wow. But yeah, I can't believe they even had him on. Actually, they. I don't know if that's a good idea. If you have. Like him on, you have Rand Paul. These guys are going to come in there and clean up. Wouldn't it be fun if that's what the show became? Yeah, they just invite Everybody, on people like, who like trounces. beat them down. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, yeah, I. But I can't believe they had him on. I, you know, it seems like not a good idea to me. If I were them, I wouldn't. So here's have where they cut on. the sound to go to commercial. Two years ago, and I think for the vast majority of Americans, the answer is no. Hey! yeah uh yeah uh so their audience is so polite and tolerant of differing viewpoints i guess i mean and ted cruz is like so innocuous ted cruz isn't like it's not like they had michael flynn on or something you know 
who's like holding these like weird religious QAnon rallies right now. But what's going on with Tucker? Okay, so there's a there's sort of a power vacuum really in both parties of Congress right now with it looking like uh, the House is probably going to change hands. There's mm-hmm. like big questions about who's going to be in the leadership of the House, like in particular on the Republican side, the majority whip. So there's a bunch of people. There's like three different people supposedly vying for the position. And Tucker's son is the um, like communications chief for one of them. Oh. So Buckley Carlson. I think his uh, brother's name is Buckley, too, isn't it? Uh, I think so. That sounds right. So um, his brother is the communications director for Jim Banks of Indiana. His son or brother? His son. Okay. His son, uh, who's 24. And so there was a Daily Beast story on Friday that quoted a Republican strategist saying that Jim Banks is, like, super establishment and, like, using as an example, like, oh, he hired Tucker Carlson's son to, like, get in good with the sort of DC power players or whatever, which, like, I don't know how... um, no, it's smart, How, though. Yeah, so, I don't know. So, the strategist said he dies to be liked by the establishment. He hires Tucker Carlson's son, a 24-year-old kid, to be his communications director. So, but then Tucker called up Emmer, who's the frontrunner for this majority whip mm-hmm. position if the Republicans retake Congress. Tucker called up Emmer and said that he better say which staff member said that about his kid or he's going to assume that it was him himself. And. Good. Emmer denied his office was involved, but Carlson says he now like has personal beef with him. Good. According. You get no so. problem over that. So um and like Donald Trump Jr. is saying that um Emmer is attacking Carlson's son and and then Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted, I stand with Buckley Carlson. So you know, I don't know. It's not exactly where I thought the Republican Party would be right now, but I'll take it. It's fine, I guess. I'm sure Buckley Carlson is great at his job. Sure. And also, it, I mean, to be a communication director, I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. It means a lot of texting is what it means. Um, so then one of the kind of last big things that I had was this tweet thread that I assume is just kind of a joke, but it went mildly viral and there's a bunch of the replies on it are just incredible where this person um, tweeted last week, somebody suggested 9am to me as a meeting time. And I laughed out loud. (laughs) This is not the Navy. 9am is still snug as a bug in a rug hours. Please be serious. I love that. Does 9 a.m. work? Oh, sure. Let me get my scalpel since I guess I'm a surgeon now. Uh, that's great. Could we hop on a call at 9 a.m.? Yeah, that oh, should God, work. I hope that's real. Is it a woman, I hope? No, it's a dude named Caleb Huron. Caleb. Who mm-hmm. I think is, uh, his Twitter handle is mm-hmm. Caleb Says Things, so I'm assuming he's some kind of aspiring comedian. Well, yeah. he has a lot of Twitter followers, so I guess not aspiring. Does he have more than me? 270,000. Jesus! <laughs> he has a check mark too, so. Damn it! I don't know. So, yeah, but some of the Does replies... Does Houdinian have a check mark? So then in some of the replies, during an icebreaker, the question was biggest pet peeve. And I said, people who schedule meetings before 11 a.m. and after 4 p.m., especially on a Friday. And my boss immediately changed our weekly check-in from Friday 4 to 5 to Tuesday 11 to 12. And it's been great for my mental health. All right. Thank goodness. Okay, good. Cody Hunanian does not have a check mark, and I have more followers than him. Okay, so we're Thank goodness. All right. Chat chat time, homie. Sure. All right. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Hey, I'm John. Oh, wait. Did we already play that one? I don't know. We didn't play any yesterday. Fetter Woman. Yeah, I think yeah, we, well, I think that we did play that. Alice. Hi. Do not say it, Alice. It rhymes with trigger. Alice, don't <laughs> say it. I didn't say it. Rhymes it. with Nemo. Alice. You wanted to say it. Don't do I didn't it. Want to say it. It rhymes with ear plucker. Alice to the moon. Alice. <laughs> you wanted to say it. It was a long time for you. I didn't want to say anything. Oh, I'm watching um, Tiny House Hunting, and it's this uh, man and wom- woman couple, and they can't. He, he she, she wants a certain tiny house and he wants another certain tiny house and then she says to him i'll let you do that thing i told you i wouldn't do and his eyes got big and goes okay we'll go with what you want what do you think the thing is i assume some kind of sex act which one i don't know not something i do probably <laughs> I'm still smarting from an injury, so I'm going to <laughs> walk quietly away from that one. <laughs> that said, at the very end of this podcast, uh, listen, and Alice does talk about her cleavage. Very glowingly, as a matter of fact. No. My goodness, Alice. Shut really? Up. Really? Hey, Tom. Hey. And Alice, this is Mike from Cincinnati. Do we know Mike from Cincinnati? Do I know? Do we? You? Me? I'm not sure. I don't know. Hey, Mike. I know Mike. Has How's he called him before? I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember. Maybe. How you doing, Mike? We're glad to Good have... Good to talk to you. Yeah. Cincinnati, I show as being in Ohio. What about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like Cincinnati. I think we have... There's an, definitely a couple that I know of that listens in Ohio. Maybe he's the other half of that couple. Because mm. I think the wife has messaged us before. Um, about your uh, Sunday night podcast, if I want to hear a couple arguing, I'll just stay at home. I listen to your show for... <laughs> For some hey, give me my phone back. <laughs> oh, are you going some... to call my sister? I, I listen to your show for some entertainment. Not a Boston some insight, accent. So let's keep it simple, please. It. Wow, that's a shot at Alice's <laughs> hard, harsh Boston accent. I want to hear that again. Whoa! I listen to your show for <laughs> for some. Hey, give me my phone back. Are you going some... to call my sister? Oh, I, I listen to your show for some entertainment. What a shot! Oh, the Lexington Yacht Bunny cannot be pleased with that. I have noticed your Boston accent developing. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a Boston yeah, accent per no, se. No, I've noticed it. Mm-hmm. I've noticed it. Yeah, I, I thought. Well, you were mad during yesterday, the beginning for yesterday's show, but that's real. And we had a real thing that definitely we had to talk about. Definitely. And I mean, that show's done and gone. So we're, we're, we're on to Cleveland. I'm on to Cincinnati, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I, I liked yesterday's show. I liked the fact that like it, it was um, very personal and real and raw at one point. And at one and point... And then we just had a normal show at other right, points. Right, it was very just political, et cetera, and, and, going, and now we're pals again. We're not, <laughs> I know, so we're, we're the problem, You know what the, one of the problems is? What? Is that you look so good. <laughs> you look so good. It's a problem. So No, I but I think like, it's actually good for our relationship the, that when we have fights, we like really have fights, and we yeah. like get everything out there and clear the air, and then we're like, good. Yeah, I do too. I do too. We like both say everything that we think, and then we're over it. Yeah, no, we have blow ups fairly, fairly <laughs> often. I mean, does not usually end with violence, but believe me, other than the fact that you tried to lock me out of my own 
sleeping room and <laughs> when I said I needed my CPAP machine, you said I should buddy breathe with my brother's machine. <laughs> And the in the in the in the fact that I got a text today confirming a couple's appointment, a therapy appointment, which is, um, which you had almost gone through, and you didn't tell people that you had a dream that we were getting divorced. Yes, I did. I was didn't a vivid do dr- the podcast. And yep, like, and yeah, yeah, I dreamed the whole night. I woke up and we basically were divorced that morning in my oh, mind. Yeah, believe me, I I realized that. <laughs> Holy. Imagine being the third. Imagine being our poor neighbor still. Dave is asking, "How's the neighbor in the chat?" He's still wearing the the bloody outfit he had on that night. He looks mm-hmm. catatonic. He's I saw shuffling him. around. Yeah, I saw him sipping iced tea today on his porch. He's mm-hmm. just looking straight ahead, mm-hmm. thousand yards there. Poor guy. Good guy. Tommy, is your concerned burn barrel older brother? I hey, have some t- advice. Tommy from New Hampshire. You're viewing the phone chucking event as a one-off reaction. <laughs> Alice threw the phone and missed. Yes, yeah, true. Retrieved the phone, <laughs> refired with deadly accuracy. Yeah, she's pretty pissed off. Yeah, that's true. That let me tell you something, Tommy. She did not find that funny. I did. Not I can tell you, my forensic. Nope. We my uh my IG report is in, and uh, yes, she did not see the, the humor. The test in that. screening of the one. sister <laughs> is a bitch joke. Did not go have the audience thing. reaction Let that you, you were looking for. But exactly. you know what's also disappointing mm-hmm. is that like I didn't do anything after attempt one. I just like <laughs> mouth breathed and said, "Huh, wonder what could possibly happen now." Meanwhile, you're <laughs> Nolan Ryan up there winding up right in front of me again, like, "Huh," has all the earmarks of somebody about to throw something hard at me, huh? Something's approaching me now. That's absolutely true. As a matter of fact, it seems to be dead on for my skull. I'll just sit here and wait to see what happens. That is disappointing. But yes, I, let me tell you one thing, Tommy. I can. There's a lot of stuff I get away with with Alice that I would never have gotten away with with any. Like for instance, the 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 girl from Malden who uh, passed on the STD. Mm-hmm. If I had ever like groped her. <laughs> what are you trying like who, to say? Like when she's just trying to like make coffee, like <laughs> like some may say that I sometimes try to do. Mm. That would have I would have gotten the carafe on the head. But Alice, you you can almost get away. I can almost get away with everything. Everything. I'm shocked sometimes. <laughs> everything. But there are a few things where I find out afterwards <laughs> that I must not get away from. Let me tell you one thing. I think you could have figured out that I wouldn't have loved that joke. I well, I I'm not gonna get back into it. You're probably you're right, my my dear. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. I will not be making that joke again. <laughs> All right, let me ask you something. How come you're smiling and happy when you see my head scar? I'm not smiling and happy because you, of your there's head like there's scar. not any part of you that said, "Oh, I'm sorry," and like kissed me or anything. <laughs> You're fine. It's really not that bad. Oh, okay. Well, if it's not that bad, our then. kids are injured worse than that, like three times a day, and they're totally fine. They like I'm, fall off a Alice, bike and I'm get more hurt than that. I'm relatively new to head wounds. <laughs> okay, so I guess if you say it's not that bad, that's fine. You must know. Tommy, is your concerned burn barrel older brother? I have some advice. This is, you just played this. You're doing the phone chucking oh. event as a one-off mm-hmm. reaction. Alice threw the phone and missed. Retrieved the phone. <laughs> refired with deadly accuracy. <laughs> She's pretty pissed off. Yeah. I fear Alice, being the math genius she is, yeah. is at the evaluation stage of your marriage. 
She's calculating divorce proceedings now mm-hmm. versus years to raise the kids while tolerating you versus how many years until your inevitable demise. <laughs> These scenarios simply are not looking good for you. If I were you, I'd get Alice and her sister a day of spa to salvage the situation. I wish you luck. Let me tell you something, Tommy. I really like that formulation that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Alice absolutely does. I can see it in her eyes when she looks <laughs> That's at me. It's not true. Looks at the actuary tables. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I love you a lot. I do right. love you a lot. And I like being with you almost all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are just some occasions, certain things that happen. Yes. Like the other day. You know, I have noticed. The, I have there noticed was, there are certain there things. There was one that was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that again. Don't do that, please. Okay. <laughs> That's actually what your reaction could have been, you know. <laughs> I was in a different mental space at the time. Yes. Hey, Tom. Hey, Phil. Listen. Yes. Your uh, bickering with Alice last night really was very upsetting to Julie and I. Uh-oh. And uh, we just hope this isn't the beginning of the end of the uh, Burn Barrel podcast with you two. Uh, I have to believe that you're both are 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 in the right. Um, well, Phil, stop it. We can't both be in the right. A bunch of people said Phil. that in the replies on the Twitter polls, too. They were like, but both are true. And I was like, no, you have Phil. to pick one. Bros before hoes, Phil. Come on. I took out my laughometer, Tom. And yes, this prank was funny. In fact, it registered yes. just over 8.5 on the laughometer. So, correct. Tom, you're in the right. It was a very funny Good prank. man. You however, see? That's all. Well, no, no. I think we can end it there. I think that's. He said, however. <laughs> I don't think the message is over. Alice, too. She was in the right. What? Because if she was offended, then she was offended. So, do yourself a favor. Let's patch this thing up. We're Apologize up. to Alice. I did. We're patched. And to make yourself really look good, give her sister a call and apologize to her too. Ooh, I did. You I actually w- signed apologize to my sister long before apologizing yes, to I did. me, and then used it as a cudgel to beat me over the head. Like she said, it's fine. So why do you have a problem? Well, your sister actually got back to me on that yesterday, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, and sent me. Um, sent me this text. Hi, Tom. I'm totally on your side on this. And as a matter of fact, thought the joke was hilarious. That said, I cannot come on the podcast and betray my sister. So I get mm-hmm. you. I get what you're saying, Jane. I appreciate that. And let's get this thing be- be- behind us. That okay? thing is behind us. It's absolutely behind us. Hey, this, again, it's it's just not right that you two are, are on the warpath. We're not on the warpath. Uh, fine. You want to hear the truth, John? We were making out today. Maybe even yesterday. Is that possible, Alice? I don't know about yesterday, but we were today. Yeah. I think to really bring this to a conclusion is that the both of you should get up in the middle of the podcast Ooh. or during this uh, chat chat and give each other a big hug and a kiss. Nobody and, wants to uh, see a fat guy kiss a pretty blonde. All right. Yeah. No. Thanks a lot. And not only please, that, if we did that, uh, we break everything advice. in the studio. So yeah. we can't, we can't really going. move during it. the show, per se. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not... Uh, it's not advisable for Alice to be moving around in this uh, in the studio for um, obvious uh, reasons but yeah there's no doubt she talked crime I, mean, I may have to take a little I may have to take a little uh, a little uh, responsibility for some of the some of this uh, 
stuff in particular because I, uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, am distracted. <laughs> I thought that I heard. Wait, I thought that I heard um, Mike from. No, not Mike. Um, from Merrimack. Steve from Merrimack. Steve. Did I not hear Steve? Is this one not Steve? Hi. Yeah. Aunt Gloria from Merrimack. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Welcome back, Steve. Aunt Gloria. Jeez. Uh, really, really enjoyed today's show. <laughs> I, uh, I thought I tuned into uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton's Burn Barrel podcast. Can't wait to dive into the extra content. Jesus, the only thing missing was a thrown lamp. Uh, yeah, and then and then I there was this interminable, awful segment which sounded very much like a romper room does Winchester. What? Okay, and I see Brian Taylor, and I see. <laughs> that was awful. I tried to steer him away from that, from his reading of the names of our friends with Aaron Clemente. That is incorrect. I'm just showing you that for somebody who's not on Facebook, a lot of people seem to think he's on Facebook because he's Facebook friends with them. Maybe he friended them years ago. Years ago. Well, you know what? I was around years ago, too. Well, you didn't friend him years ago. I've been around you all waited. The... You've been living down the street from him for four years and didn't bother to friend him until this year, so... He and I graduated from Winchester in 1991. Mm-hmm. Facebook was born uh, 17, 16, 15 years later, whatever, mm-hmm. right? He's had all the time in the world. All the time in the world. Sounded very much like a romper room does Winchester. <laughs> Okay, and I see Brian Taylor, and I see Nick DeLong. Nick DeLong, that's right. <laughs> Nick played drums for Lemur one night. And I see Darren Clemente, and I see Raul Lipschitz, and I see Greg Brown, and I see Throat Warbler Mangrove. <laughs> Greg Brown is one. Yeah. Alice, next time he pulls this BS, I'm sending you a case of phones. Start throwing. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. I saw a uh, job posting in on LinkedIn today. It was for an R&D blade edge design engineer. And um sounded like a cool gig, you know, down in Gillette it, uh, in South Boston and everything. That'd be kind of a fun commute. But I was just imagining the last question in the interview. It would be, so, sounds good. Do you have any questions for us? And I would be like, do you get called groomers a lot? I'd be tough. <laughs> okay, bye. Well done, John. That is John in Wokefield. Well done. Ah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Excellent chat chat. Now, everybody who called in in that chat chat, please, Call in again tomorrow. It's a nice smattering, although we can use more ladies probably, right? Probably. Although, well, well, Mike in Cincinnati's wife had well, a part to play on his message. That's correct. And a nice impression of my Boston accent, yes. I might say. Um, so anyway, keep the chat chat messages coming. Those are at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a red button to record them there. You can also uh, talk to us on social media at burnbarrelpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. Shoot us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. And watch this show on YouTube or Rumble and listen anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Say la vie. How are they looking? Stream going. I think they look good. Is it? Can you see it in the video?
I think it looks good in the video. What looks good? My chest area. People don't say cleavage anymore? I guess my cleavage. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.